welcome to Dad's Class Podcast. My name is Devin Pierce, and we are live on Mixer. It is December 12th, 2019, that I'm recording this, and, uh, oh, how are you guys? How have you been? It's been, uh, it's been a while. Our last season ended with its 25th episode back on September 18th. We talked uh, random conversation starters and around the theme of establishing yourself. Uh, three subtopics that we discussed were life balance, prioritization, as well as marriage and divorce. And the third one was self-worth. I tried to get some conversations going about those different things within the community and it was a pretty short sweet episode all in all uh, the rcs is our nice little power shots but i don't know if they'll be continuing going forward in the show again guys welcome to the new format here folks uh there will be links in the description of today's episode for a few items, so I do invite you to go and check them out when you're done listening to today's lesson. If you're watching this live on Mixer or on a YouTube replay, I wanted to let you know that there was an audio-only episode released on November 20th called On the Road with Dad. In that episode, I touched on the rebranding of the podcast and things that you can expect going forward, as well as a bit as to why things have been continually postponed over the last few months. We also took a look back on episode four of the podcast, Remembering Parenting Friends, and discussed some more ideas towards the topic and strengthening those relationships with other adults. Going forward, it is my episode to have these on-the-road segments, well, firstly, be recorded on the road, not in the studio, uh, but also to have them be reoccurring. Uh, so be sure to let me know what you guys think of that, uh, what you think I could do, if you have any suggestions about improving them, or really any part of the podcast, by all means, get in touch with me. Today is episode one, season two, and... With each episode, I bring you guys tips, tricks for parenting, adulting, life as a whole to help make you better equipped for life's great adventure. And for that, I welcome you to Dad's class. Today we're going to be talking about co-parenting versus counter-parenting and also parallel parenting, which... I had completely forgotten about, mostly because of a sour taste it left in my mouth in the past. Before I get into this, I do hope that you guys find this class insightful. However, I want to bring up, if you feel like listening to some of this stuff makes you think of your personal situation, or maybe someone you know who could use some help, Seek out resources in your area. There shouldn't be any trigger points in this episode. I went back and kind of edited out things that might be directly triggers for people. However, 
that's your warning. Now, what is interesting to me is how the internet shows these terms. When you go and Google them, and that's where I'm going to start with this. I'm going to start with what we found, and then we're going to try to bring it all together with some stuff that came up in that research. Whether or not that's going to work out for us remains to be seen. So we're going to start with co-parenting. And that normally comes up with the topic of separations or divorces as this goal for the now defunct couple to try and achieve. It is defined, however, as a parenting solution where adults share the duties of parenting a child. So it's parenting. It, it's cooperative parenting which is what all parenting should be ideally um you know showing that united front as a team between the parents or guardians that are raising a child the difference comes in the context we just call it parenting when they're together and co-parenting when they're not in a relationship anymore that's it that's the whole difference. Now, when you pop counterparenting into the Googles, you'll often find that the topic of narcissism is brought up. And if you're not sure what that means, narcissism is a word which is used to describe a level of self-centeredness or this uh, sense of entitlement where the person additionally lacks empathy towards others. And it is used where these behaviors are being destructive to that person's life or the lives of the people around them. The reason that comes up when you're looking at counter-parenting is due to the term's definition being summarized as having to spend incredible amounts of energy undoing the damage done by the other parent. Narcissism is a destructive thing. So when we talk about having to repair damages or destruction of our children, it is commonly looked at as the why there is a need for these repairs. Every situation is different. It's not necessarily what's going on. But a lot of the time you see that, and that's why it comes up when you Google it. Thankfully, also in that same little pocket of the universe, the internet space also says that counter-parenting can occur even in a home where the parents still live together. And I say that, that I'm thankful for that because it is important to realize that if you're having to counter-parent in your own home, you might be in an unhealthy situation. So I'm glad that that came up in that simple research. And while I was doing the research, that's when the topic of parallel parenting was brought up to me. It was a suggested link for other things people had searched up. I was like, oh, yeah, forgot all about that. And I have a negative 
taste in my mouth about it because of bad experiences. Um, but this is basically this go-to solution for when parents can't communicate following separation and divorce, which is pretty common when all y'all get lawyers involved, right? I remember quite fondly how I was told that our high-conflict situation may benefit from parallel parenting practices more than once dealing with my ex-wife uh, when we were going through the course for our divorce. And it's essentially, instead of working as a team or trying to force yourselves to work as a team to raise your child, each home kind of picks their own direction, sails their own boats, and the only thing that's passed back and forth is bare minimum communication. Um, you see this with a book or there's an app out nowadays, of course, because there is an app for everything. And you share the very basic information like doctor's appointments, any changes in medication, or a new concern that was brought up uh, with regards to a child. In my experience, though, yes, that will obviously reduce the conflict because you interact less with the person you had the conflict with. It can also remove you too far from the situation and you might miss out on things that are going on with regards to your children's care. It's okay to steer separate boats, but you should also have binoculars. That's not in my notes. I came up with that on my own. But that's a good way to think about it. Now, before we move on and dig a little deeper into this, I wanted to give you a short break for your brain and invite you to check out the website I'm working on. It's for all of my different little projects. Uh, it'll, of course, be linked in the description of today's video. I've... With that, started my hand, and I've written a couple of small blogs. And we'll see what comes of that as it may. But if you're looking to see what other things I'm into, or if you would like to find links to those things, and see other stuff I'm sharing with the world, that's where you're going to go. Now, with all things, we need to look at them more as shades of gray. Not these ideals of black versus white, we need uh, to educate ourselves and learn how to distinct between short-term, long-term issues, as well as our responses to them. The reason I say that is because, as an example with the narcissism, we can all be self-centered at times, so to, just because our partner is being that way for one situation or something to that effect, that doesn't make them a narcissist. If, however, they are nine times out of ten situations, it's all about them, and you're seeing that there's this negative impact being had by yourself or your children, then, yeah, you might want to talk to somebody about that. You might be living with a narcissist. It happens. There's articles all over the internet to help you deal with it. Don't know if any of them work though. So my suggestion, although yes, you can find things on the internet, you may wish to seek supports from within your community to get help with your situation. 
co-counter and parallel parenting also each have their own kind of grayscale. I'm going to put up a photo or other file I have up on the screen for those watching on the live stream or on the uh, YouTube replays. You guys can follow along as I talk. If you're an audio listener, you may wish to make a note of this and go check it out on one of those visual platforms if you would like that visual. But I'm going to try my best to describe to you guys what I've come up with here. I've created a simple three-layer split table. Counter-parenting is at the top third. Co-parenting is the creamy filling in the middle of the cookie here. And the bottom is the parallel parenting. Each layer is also done in a gradient. So it shows you that it's a spectrum within each layer, as well as this being a parenting style over time chart. All these red X's that are scattered up and down and all around the chart are parenting situations placed vertically to the type of parenting style used to deal with it. And to show you the style of parenting changes not only by time, but depending on the situation, each layer of this chart has its own set of ranges. So dead center is a perfect 10 out of 10. This is the definition of this type of parenting. And as we move up or down, we move more away from that towards one of the other ones. To be clear, I do feel that parallel parenting in a single family home can happen just as much as it does in a split home. All of this chart here, everything here fits any custody situation or family situation. I do see how when you go and you Google this, how your your brain's going to want you to think that this is the parallel parenting only fits high conflict separations and divorces. I get that because primarily that's what you're going to see when you Google this. It's this solution for this thing to be done with this type of parenting style for this type of situation. That's it. And yes, primarily that's where we talk about it. However, it is completely possible you're already doing this in your own home with both parents there. If you both have jobs, which is quite common in today's society that both members of the household do work, then you're already doing a parallel parenting program with your day home. They have their rules, you have your rules, you guys steer your own boats with minimum connections or communications besides exactly what is needed to pass things back and forth. And that's kind of represented over here by this X that I've numbered three. You know, it's not 
in the center of parallel up towards co-parenting because a babysitter is going to listen to you when you talk to them and say, hey, I need this, this, this from you. Whether or not they follow through with it's up to them, but you do have a line of communication that may go beyond the basics. I'm also going to pause here for a moment of silence for those people who just realized they are in a parenting relationship with their day home and they need to put their heads back together. Even if you and your partner, even if you and your partner just work opposite shifts and take turns raising your kids, the same kind of thing can happen. Have you ever heard a child say, well, dad lets me blah, 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 when you're not home? Or mom said we can't do that. In those situations, you've been running your own boats. You're doing your own parenting separate from each other. Of course, the difference in this is it leans towards co-parenting when we have a healthy relationship and we reach out to the other parent and discuss how to find a common ground on something or establishing a new plan as a team but until you take that next step, you are parallel parenting in a single family home. If you're watching the videos, you've probably already noticed this, but for our audio listeners, our top layer shifts up into the color of our bottom layer. And our bottom layer starts with the top one's color and works its way up. I did this to show that even though counter-parenting is at the top and parallel parenting is at the bottom, that doesn't mean that you can't be somewhere between those two just as much as you can be between the co-parenting and parallel. There's a top and a bottom to this chart, but there is no actual top and bottom. It's more like a rolled up piece of paper. It just goes round and round and round and round and round and round and round. When we're getting into these zones where the counter-parenting and the parallel parenting mix together, at least in my experience, this is where your parenting has that minimum level of communication, but may not be focusing on repairing damage, which was the main part of the counter-parenting at its core, right? So much as it is about damage control about what is happening not what has happened and i've marked those ones number four on this we got two number fours on the chart whether regardless of which spot they're in it's the same kind of deal it is that blended mixed selection of counter parenting and parallel parenting the first parenting situation that's marked here the very furthest left one it is you know the first situation that came up in parenting that year that this chart is for the x that we have here marked as number one is nearly dead center in the co-parenting section so this would be pretty much our ideal thing where both parents are in agreement on how to deal with the situation and they 
follow through with any consequences that they already chose. There's no surprises for anyone. Everybody knows what's going on. And it happens. It's not just the expectation, but there it, it happened. When we get into this X mark number two, it sits, this could be any situation, say, where your spouse has the opposite or opposing opinion of how you've handled the situation. Um, parent A decides on consequence Y, but parent B decides or doesn't agree with these choices, which is important to note that is going to happen. No one will agree with their partner 100% of the time. In that example, it would be best for parent B to show their support for A's decision and to talk to them privately about any concerns or differences in opinions of what was done. If, however, you outright object and undermine your partner's authority in front of your child, that is counter-parenting in a pretty negative way. As with all things, caveat to that, if yours or someone else's safety is a question, step in and intervene or do what you must to protect yourself and your children. But generally speaking, it is not good to undermine the other parent in your household. Another situation where uh, blending can occur between the counter-parenting and the co-parenting can be as simple as what we try to do is balancing, where parent X lets the kids watch too much TV. So I, parent number Y, must not let them watch any TV at all to make their life better. It's, there is a logic there. I'm not sure 100% how much it's a good one, but there is logic to it. Trying to, to balance the grand scales of an aspect of your children's lives. But it's not nearly as serious as fixing a problem, right? Um, what other situations we've got on here? We have a situation like number five, where it's pretty much exactly in the middle of counter-parenting. This is a perfect example of a textbook. This child is or has been abused, and now I must do what I can to fix the damage and help them heal. Um, those were the main ones that I wanted to make sure we covered. Give you guys kind of a, a broad stroke here of what those look like and how they want, you know, when they come together in those gradient areas, now, if it's leaning more to counterparenting, it is probably counterparenting. But you weren't sure because there was that slight hint of co-parenting in there or parallel parenting. And I just I wanted to help put shades of gray in there to make this make more sense. So if as you guys are looking at this, if you guys have any uh, suggestions or input about how I could improve this chart or any part of the podcast, by all means, let me know. I do feel this is a pretty good job of showing how these types are connected and interrelated with each other. 
I feel like seeing all these X's on here, you can understand how different situations require different responses or at least sometimes we feel that way and you will see your parenting style jumping up and down and up and down and around between these styles and mixing them up to different degrees of each and yes for those who are wondering if you are involving um more parents guardians step parents grandparents into the raising of your children, it's going to make it more difficult to pinpoint exactly where y'all are parenting when it comes to any kind of chart for it. And especially where your children give you a situation that you're not really prepared for, and you just got to make things up as you go, well, funny story, that actually just happened in my household yesterday. involved my oldest son uh, losing the privilege of attending a Christmas event uh, for his rude and poor behavior. Though we did inform him and gave him even an extra chance or two and repeated to him the consequences for poor choices, when we did follow through on that punishment, that is when my seven-year-old made further bad choices. And at one point, he did get mad at me for not giving in to his threats. And I got the good old, I hate you, from him. Which is, which is actually a good thing. As much as it hurts to hear your kids tell you that they hate you, a child can be kind of like a drug addict. In the sense that, where if they like you and every interaction you have, you're probably enabling them in self-destructive behavior. In this situation, it did start out as parallel. Well, my spouse took our daughter to the event and I stayed home with our two boys. The baby was sleeping and I worked on parenting this child, you know, floating my boat. Well, the spouse took the daughter and floated their boat. It moved and shifted into the co-parenting side of the spectrum. When they came home, and my spouse and I sat outside together, and we discussed what happened while she was gone, and we made a course of action and actions to move forward with and follow through on as consequences for the poor behavior. In addition to that, when my son did calm down, I made a point to tell him, that his choices needed to be talked about with his mother before consequences could be sorted out, which is a perfectly acceptable choice when you're dealing with situations. Um, the keys to the conversation is reminding them that they did do something wrong. And if they get more upset, they aren't ready to continue. But once they don't react poorly to that statement, then you can tell them your plan and let them know that there will be consequences. If Let them know when you're going to tell them what those are. If something comes up and it's going to take you longer to get back to your kids, you want to communicate that as well. You don't want them to feel like 
it's losing importance simply because you're getting busy. Um, you want them to know that it's still something that you're going to be dealing with. And that can be your flash fact for this episode. How to buy time while you discipline your kids. And then I'm going to rewind a segment and start it from the beginning of that little segment. To teach people about it's okay. It's okay to tell your kids, I have no idea what I'm doing, so I will get back to you on how I'm going to punish you later. So when it comes to these parenting approaches, I would say that there are different reasons and versions for each, but it is good to know what they are so you can better navigate your... Um, the, the you parenting. Your you parenting. Patent pending trademarks. Slap that all on there. You parenting. How you parent. You gotta know what all your options are and guide your boat. As with every topic, I'm definitely looking forward to getting your guys' input. Let me know, do you feel that there's been enough done to effectively prepare high schoolers for having children within today's educational system? You guys can let me know via Twitter or email crownesso, C-R-O-W-N-E-S-S, the number zero, at gmail.com. And as always, down below the bridge where all the trolls live in the YouTube comment section. Those are the same ways you can get in touch with me if you would like to come on the show to talk about a specific topic or would like me to cover a specific topic. The links for contacting me are in the description of this episode as well as more things such as our website and shop. Let me say good night, everyone. 